How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Monday, August the 2nd. Hey, folks, hope you had a tremendous weekend, and let's go ahead and cover the video game news from those past few days, shall we? First of all, we have an announcement here from Fortnite, because they are going to be once again doing a major in-game concert, and this time it is being headlined by Ariana Grande. Now, they're actually calling it the Rift Tour, which makes it sound like it could be featuring more artists than just her. But there are only a handful of names in the music industry that are bigger than that right now, so... They did release a little bit of a teaser, which didn't show too much, but... It was along the same lines of what they did with Travis Scott last year. It was an extremely extravagant show that had a lot, a lot of work put into it. And my guess is that they're going to try and top even that. Now, apparently, they're going to have some more information about this Rift Tour soon, but we know that it's going to begin on August 6th in the Americas, and globally on August 7th. Folks, even if you are not a Fortnite player, but maybe you're interested in music or concerts or anything like that, then you definitely owe it to yourself to go check this out. Especially if you haven't seen the Travis Scott one already. I think it's uh, a testament to how amazing video games can be in 2021 and really just shows how much of an influence it has on all of the other entertainment industries as well. And because we have some time, I want to give you a little bit of an anecdote here. I actually talked about the Fortnite Travis Scott concert for my final project in university. So I've done a little bit of research into this, and, you know, I find it really cool that one of the biggest video games to really have ever been made actually still has the momentum to afford and really elevate artists like Travis Scott, Ariana Grande, because not only are they going to be making a ton of money off of the cosmetics and the popularity of people coming in to play the game and all of that stuff, but the artists themselves are also making tons of money from this. You know, they estimated that Travis Scott made around $20 million for the Fortnite concert, which is like how much they might make on a tour of the world. So anyway, just a little bit of context there. I think it's super interesting. Microsoft have announced that they are going to be pulling from sale Forza Motorsport 7. So this is going to take place on September 15th, but it's pretty interesting. So they've discounted the game in case you want to buy it before September 15th, but then it becomes unavailable on any store or on Game Pass. But then people who already own the game or any of its DLC are going to be able to play it both single player and multiplayer. So they're taking the store listing down, but they're not taking down the multiplayer for existing players. Now, my assumption is that that's just going to be the next step, but if they don't end up doing that, then to be honest, I find it kind of strange how they would just not sell this game anymore. The only reason I can really think of is it's because they want people to buy the latest Forza Motorsport, which is, I don't know, kind of a sucky thing to do. All right, and the only other thing I really want to talk about is Halo Infinite, because the game is currently in a technical preview. There's a bunch of people playing it, and actually, if you spend any time on social media, or you can go over to the Halo Infinite subreddit, everybody's sharing their experiences in the tech preview. And, I mean, I'm not going to talk about the details of what that preview looks like, because obviously, it's called a tech preview for a reason. Things are going to change over the course of the next few weeks, in advance of the game coming out. But what I will say is that everybody who is playing it seems to be having a great time. Putting any technical hiccups aside... A lot of people are saying that it is finding its roots again from when they really tried to, I guess, modernize Halo with the more recent entries. And it seems like the year that they took to delay the game and improve it in some ways has really paid off for them. So anyway, I thought I would just throw that out there because it's not often that we get to see 
actual gameplay before a game comes out in the hands of people. And sometimes when you get stuff like embargoed reviews or developer-created videos or something like that before a game comes out, you still can't really fully trust it. But when you just have a swath of people being like, hey, this game is basically out early and it's good, well, that's good to know. That's good information. Just as a reminder, Halo Infinite is coming this holiday with a free-to-play multiplayer and a paid campaign. And uh, we'll see if opinions change over the course of the next few months when they inevitably do more previews. But in the early days, it's looking good. Folks, that's all the time I got. Thanks for being here. Greatly appreciated. I'll be back with the news tomorrow, as I always am. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hey, you know what I did today? I completed The Last of Us Remastered. Oh boy, was that ever good. Honestly, it was faster than I was expecting. Um, I sat down to play it and I was like, okay, you know, I probably have a few more sessions to go. It was about 12 o'clock. Then at one o'clock, my roommate Jordan came down and he's like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm heading out. He had already played the game, so he sat down and watched me play for a bit. So then he left, and then shortly after that, or as much as I thought it was, I completed the game. And then I thought, oh, that was pretty quick. I wasn't expecting that. I looked down, it was 3.30. It was like two hours later. It felt like half an hour. The ending of that game was really good. The whole game was very, very good. The pacing was incredible. The characters are incredible. The narrative is tremendous. Anyway, I'm going to talk all about it on a weekend show probably at some point, but... I'm very happy I played it, and I'm now moving on to Marvel's Spider-Man on the PlayStation 5, or PlayStation 4. Um, so, so happy to be playing that. I, I did just the beginning kind of tutorial prologue thing. Well, I guess not a prologue, but a opening mission. And just swinging around the city is, is just as exciting as it was when I put, you know, hundreds of hours into Spider-Man 2 on the original Xbox. Also, it was pretty funny because I recently started watching uh, Daredevil from the MCU uh, Netflix series. First of all, I, I mean, I finished watching the first season of Daredevil and I watched it once when I was a teenager, I, I think when it first came out. And then I watched it again. Wow, that show is extremely good. I think it's my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, entity, I guess, or, or product out of all of them. I mean, don't get me wrong, Endgame was tremendous. The last two Avengers were tremendous. The Spider-Man movies are tremendous. But this show is so brutal and uh, and gritty. I love it. Like, this is what I wanted comic book adaptations to be. Watching Daredevil after so soon after watching Black Widow, which was very, very family-friendly, I would say. Uh, it's, a, it, it's, it's some tonal whiplash. Let's just say that. Anyway, why, hold on. I got myself off track here. I, I was talking about Daredevil. Oh, right. Well, in season one, at least, the main uh, antagonist is Wilson Fisk, Kingpin, which also, by the way, best friggin' villain villain development in the MCU as well. Like that entire se season, he does some pretty crazy stuff, but most of it is literally just him talking and you getting to know his character. And you don't get that a lot in, in super villains. It was extremely good. Anyway, so I'm playing uh, Spider-Man the Marvel Spider-Man on PlayStation, and the opening mission, you just put away Kingpin just immediately. You go through the Fisk Tower, and you just take him down. It's like, well, I finished I finished the show and did that mission on the same day. One was a 13-episode journey, and the other one was 20 minutes of my life. But hey, that's what you gotta love about Marvel, right? Or, or any superheroes, is just 
the way you interpret these characters and the way you tell these stories can be so different. And I've actually, like, I've wanted to get into comics because of that. I think it's really hard to keep track of what the heck is going on, but something I've always wanted to do is read comic books and know these characters and know all the side characters that never make it into the television shows and learn about all the parallel universes. And then, ultimately, like, I know that that these characters always end up in the hands of different artists and different writers, and I just want to see the different interpretations of those characters. I think it's so cool, and, and it's so creative. I've talked about this a lot, but, you know, I'm not a, a super creative person, and anytime I see stuff in a video game or in co- well, in this case, in comics or anything, I'm like, man, I never could have come up with that. Like, you know, a character I learned of recently was Joker's daughter, or the Joker's daughter? Well, it turns out it's not actually his daughter, it's just, uh, I mean, it's pretty brutal, but the Joker gets his face cut off, and then his face goes goes into the sewers, and then there's a psychotic woman who lives in the sewers, and she picks up his face. She calls herself the Joker's daughter, puts her puts his face on her face. I was like, oh my god, that is insane! I, I, I believe this was from a 2011 reboot, now that I'm looking at it on Wikipedia. And, you know, you never hear about that in the movies. I want to read about that, <laughs> that's... It's crazy. Anyway, I'm sure those of you who are comics fans are um, yelling at me about something I said wrong. But maybe enlighten me. Tell me tell me what I should read in the comics world. I've never really done that much uh, comic book reading. All right, folks, that's all for me. Thanks for being here. Uh, back tomorrow, as always. Ciao. <laughs>